0: I'm Brena Garin, and you're listening to Hex Positive. Welcome, witches. This is episode 42 of Hex Positive. I'm your host, Brenda Guerin, and welcome to 2024, where we are walking around quietly and not touching anything or making any pronouncements or claiming anything or manifesting anything or speaking anything into existence until we see how the dust settles. We clear on that? Okay, moving on. There are lots of neat things coming down the pike for the show this year. Not giving anything away just at the moment, but there are going to be a lot of amazing guest hosts, a lot of awesome visitors, a lot of fun surprises, and just looking at the schedule as I have it written right now, it feels like things are on the verge of leveling up. Or maybe they just did because things were pretty difficult there for a minute, but now it feels like they're getting easier. I don't know. I don't I don't want to jinx it. But I'm excited for this year and I'm excited for the topics we're going to cover and I'm excited to share all of this with all of you. I'm taking January and February off from doing local markets unless something big comes up Uh, just to give myself a little break and work on the online shop, which is the other big announcement for this month. The Willow Wings Witch Shop is moving to Shopify. This is being recorded in December, and I'm, as we speak today, currently in the process of setting it all up and getting all the bells and whistles working but it should be going live early in the new year with a setup that's much easier to navigate online and on mobile devices with a proper cart and a smoother ordering process. I am sticking to domestic U.S. orders for most things at the moment, but books will still be available worldwide, and I'm hoping to add international shipping for other items later. With glass, it's, it's complicated sometimes, but we will figure it out. There's also new merch on the horizon, including those full moon spell jars, new sticker designs, new buttons, and brand new purpose-driven spell kits. There will be a full announcement on all my socials and a new ad in the podcast feed once the store goes live, so make sure you stay tuned. And that does it for my announcements. So, with all that out of the way, let's settle into our holiday hangovers and get into this month's episode. One of my favorite things to do to pass the long winter nights is to chat with friends about whatever our shared hyperfixation of the moment might be and, as you all know, I've got about a hundred of them, so there's lots to choose from and This past year. One of the ones that kept popping up on my Tumblr dash was the walking evangelical grifter fiasco that was Ed and Lorraine Warren. I can already hear some of you cringing and also leaning forward in your seats. You are correct to do both. Lots of discussions have been had, lots of tea has been spilled. I'm pretty sure we were up to our ankles at one point, but like all good tea, however much we drink, there's always more brewing. So this month, I've invited some friends to come join me in the virtual studio for some additional tea time. One is a returning guest and one is a new friend. From the Tumblrverse, and I am so pleased to have them here today. Please help me welcome Jen, the Ouija girl, and Lorelai Rivers. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Bree. Good afternoon from Germany. Oh, that's right. That's right. Different time zones. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. I am delighted to have you both on the show. Uh, Jen, you have been here before. We have screamed about paranormal nonsense together in the past. And Lorelai, we are new buddies from the blogosphere uh, who have done some mutual shrieking about these uh, these topics much more recently. Uh, so just for the folks at home who may not know you, uh, Jen, tell the folks a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure! As you know, my name is Jen. I run a blog called The Ouija Girl on Tumblr. It's kind of off and on, but it's currently on as of now, so feel free to drop by anytime. I also run an ASMR channel on YouTube called ASMR Geographica, where I talk about history and world geography in a much more soothing, relaxed, non-tea-spilling voice. And by the time this goes live, I'll have a second channel called The Ugly Kitchen, which is going to be my cooking channel. So I'm so excited for that. And I'm so excited to be here, Brie. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Of course. And all that
0: sounds really wonderful. I'm I'm definitely going to need links to all of that. We're going to put that in the show notes because <clears throat> I know I want to check it out. And I'm sure my listeners do, too. So new buddy Lorelai, tell us about yourself.
2: Well, as uh, some of you on Tumblr know me as Lorelei or Cat or s- recently Sloth, um, I have been active on Witchblur for a couple of years and I guess I kind of fell down the rabbit hole in good and bad ways. Um, I have met some amazing people um, in the Witchblurverse like Bree over here and I have also come across things that well I didn't think I had to think about such as the Warrens which I guess is what brings us all here today Um, and this is my first time doing a podcast so excuse any blunders or technical mishaps but I am very happy to just Talk about something that really has been frying my pancakes in like the decade and a half since I became a self claimed witch. And uh, I'm really glad to have an opportunity to, to do so finally. It fries your
0: pancakes. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Uh, I, in, in my locale, we say, well, that burns my biscuits. So, I mean, same energy. Oh, this is going to be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, since we are spilling tea this morning, uh, in honor of this theme and in honor of the tradition of fine podcasts like, and that's why we drink wine and crime and the poisoner's cabinet, I thought it would be fun if we all brought some tea to drink as well as all the tea we're about to spill. So, Lorelai, you know your beverages. What are you drinking today?
2: I'm the rebel. I'm drinking coffee because, well, I just literally came off of 28 hours of traveling um, cross-continental and uh, to fight off the jet lag and to help ground myself as we... um, do our due diligence talking for this purpose. I uh, I need my go-to beverage to uh, help me function. <laughs> Coffee at a tea table, you rebel you. <laughs> I'm the troublemaker. As some of you know on Tumblr, I have certainly stirred a few pots in my time. So... <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, you have, which is why you are so welcome at this table.
1: (laughs) All right. And Jen, what do you have with you today? I have good old traditional English breakfast tea with a little dash of milk. Um, Just my my standard, you know, when when you need the piping hot tea, I just go for the good stuff, the classic stuff, you know
0: word i love a good breakfast tea it's mm-hmm. so nice it's there's something very soothing about it like even even if you're not a person who regularly drinks tea there's something about breakfast blends that's just like ah so
1: nice. yes yeah. right i feel like this isn't an herbal tea kind of situation I need, mm-hmm. I need, I need the good stuff. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need something with a little, a little oomph to it
1: mm-hmm. with a little bit of caffeine, you know? Yes.
0: Well, in that same vein, uh, I've been feeling a little bit homesick lately. So I pulled out a little apricot black tea that I got on my last trip home, uh, up to Pennsylvania. When I was there, I had afternoon tea with my mom's at the Talking Teacup, which was wonderful. And uh, it's a little, a little bit of one of the house blends from there. Uh, yes, it's it's very nice. It's very soothing, and it's like mellow and sweet and a little bit fruity without being cloying. And I'm I'm really kind of loving it. So I'm gonna have to
1: get more of this next time I go home. Sounds really nice.
2: It is.
0: uh it's just like ah, smells like home. So good. I have a a, a tea box downstairs that is in desperate need of reorganization because it's just like boxes and packets and individual bags of so much stuff. Ugh. And it uh, it just it kind of comes out of the pantry in the winter and goes back in the spring. Now that we're settled in with our tea, tasty libations, and coziness all around let's get into it. So let's go. <laughs> so this is a recurring thing that all three of us I think have addressed in several posts and discussions in the past. This whole thing with the Warrens, uh, not just their careers as self-appointed demonologists and paranormal experts and Boy, are those some massive honking air quotes, but also the long reaching negative effects that their rhetoric has had on popular consciousness regarding the supernatural. Uh, for those who are, are not aware, they were most active uh, during the, seven, the 1970s and the 1980s, mostly in the United States. Uh And, of course, that was the heyday of uh, that little period, culturally speaking, a little moral panic, maybe you've heard of it, called the Satanic Panic. Uh, Which, in my opinion, they had a a pretty big hand in perpetuating. Uh, So, Jen, I know you've got a lot of background on who they were and what their whole deal was, so
1: if you would. Totally. Oh, I'm so here for it. All right. So Ed and Lorraine were both from Connecticut, United States. They were very strict Catholics. They married quite young. Um, I don't know exactly, but it probably would have been about 19, 20 years old for both of them. And Ed always had a long fascination with the paranormal. He claimed to have grown up in a haunted house and uh, just the the older he got the more he you know researched also massive air quotes and by the time he was an adult it's what he wanted to do full-time but wasn't quite sure how so he was an artist he painted buildings for the most part from what i understand like landscapes with buildings in them very kind of like new englandy kind of settings so he would find a house that had a haunted history he would paint it send Lorraine to the house with the painting to knock on the door and say hi my husband was really fascinated with your house so he painted it and would you like to buy it and of course they're like oh yeah you know come on in that's so lovely and then they'd go so you know what is it about this house you, you know like tell us you know what is there a history they'll oh well there's actually haunting blah 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 and they say oh really like they didn't already know all of it and say well you know my husband is a demonologist and I Lorraine am a clairvoyant and we can you know figure out what's going on here and 100% of the time I was about to say 99% of the time but no it's 100% of the time it was demons in their home and they were always you know the the very worst of the worst and they had to do something immediately and you had to get a catholic priest in immediately so on and so forth so they Expanded and formed their paranormal group from that, from the ground up, which I, I kind of respect the hustle, but at what you know, like it's it's complicated. So they they managed to form their paranormal group. Let me pull up the name real quick. It was the New England Society for Psychic Research, and they just kind of forced their way into different haunted stories that were ongoing and would definitely latch onto and target other Catholic families because they related to each other. And, uh, it just took off from there. The, the big, big stories that everyone knows we're going to talk about all had to do with Catholic families. And I have nothing against Catholics and Catholicism, but they very clearly, uh, very clearly targeted people like that because they knew all of the weaknesses and knew all of the right buzzwords to say to get these people hooked and convinced that they were the real deal and it was all very predatory and uh very damaging in the long run which we are definitely getting into today so that is the basic basic backstory of ed and lorraine warren
0: well said and uh it it bears mentioning that uh not all of the houses that they walked up to and you know knocked on the door of, I if I'm if I'm recalling correctly, uh, not all of them even had like anything going on. It'd just be like, oh, those people look like they probably have time and money and crosses. Uh, let's go, you know, have a quote unquote psychic walk through. And, uh, you know, say, oh, goodness, I I feel a heaviness in your home. I feel a darkness. I feel I feel a disturbance of the force. You know, have you been experiencing insert list of the vaguest possible nonsense that could be anything from, you know, just family strife to bad window seals? Mm -hmm. And it was. Oh, do you
1: hear do you hear (laughs) creakings in your attic? And these houses are 200 years old.
2: Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, actually, we do, so. yeah, it's like a salesman technique, where, you know, mm-hmm. it, it I remember in psychology class, you know, it that that's how salespeople draw you in, like, and you think you are, well, you think you know better, yeah, like mm-hmm. people, but, who know, people who are professional con men, basically, like the Warrens. They know what they're doing. They know how to get people to buy their whatever it is that they're selling.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And Lorelei calling a spade a spade right out the gate. The Warrens for uh, whatever else the the media and the uh, spiritual and paranormal and religious communities might make of them were, in fact, con artists. Um, and it's it's seen on a number of occasions with a number of the cases they were involved in. Uh, when something didn't go the way that they said it was going to go, they backtracked, they backpedaled and blustered and basically lied. And said, well, well uh, it's 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 never a certain thing. And, you know, maybe the thing is, you know, scared of us. So now it's not showing itself when we said it was going to. And blah, blah, blah. they they had a million reasons for why the things they said uh, weren't coming to fruition the way they wanted. Um but you are—you're both absolutely correct. Uh, a big part of their brand was that psychology was playing into people's fears, uh, was playing into things that had perfectly mundane explanations, but could be twisted to be something
2: spooky. And they, the other part of it, yes, yeah, sorry, the people who I—I mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that they selected their victims i will call them that they mm-hmm. selected their victims for a reason they targeted people whom they knew that, or you know they probably looked them up honestly they probably studied the family history they probably they probably vetted their victims i have oh, yeah. to to Absolutely, target people who are vulnerable. People like the Perrons, who who have five children, who are who are having financial hardships, and you know, who are in a vulnerable time of their lives. People, or you know, the whole Annabelle case, where you know these young work, working people, they knew whom they were looking for. They knew what they were doing when they selected the people that they were targeting, and Absolutely. it was mm-hmm. not all random they went in knowing what they were doing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other part of their brand was uh, a heavy dose of guilt uh, saying, you know, Oh, well, you know, you have let this thing in somehow, you know, these things never come in without some kind of invitation. So they have these people so busy questioning themselves and their own actions, however minuscule they might be. And sometimes it was something as simple and stupid as, oh, you're not praying often enough or you're not going to church often enough or you're not going to the right kind of church. And it was it was very insidious and uh, it left people so tangled up and worrying about what they had done Uh that you know they're just sitting there listening to all these dire predictions and blaming themselves and going oh gosh you know we have nothing to do but you know accept what these people are saying at face value they're experts after all and they say they can help so we'll do whatever we have to and it it definitely plays into a certain uh a certain culture that exists in uh certain parts of christianity particularly catholicism uh where people tend to blame themselves uh for the hardship in their life as some sort of divine
2: punishment
1: yeah absolutely
2: speaking as a catholic here yes um, (laughs) i am in fact catholic um baptized confirmed practicing and all that and Mm -hmm. Uh, i know shock 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 a catholic witch who hates the warrants <laughs> <laughs> have had the backings of the catholic church was yes. that was all they could count on because excuse my french the catholic church is full of people like that they recruit people like that and the Warrens are the kinds of Catholics that make me not want to tell people that I'm Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I so mean, sorry <laughs> because it's just you know they are they are basically the Catholic Church's best sales pitch. Mm-hmm. You know the the fear mongering, the proselytizing, the you will have these horrible things happen to you if you don't have faith if you aren't anything but Catholic, and and not to mention the racism, like witchcraft. Oh, bad. girl. <laughs> bad. <laughs> Native American religion's bad. Any African tradition for Native religion, bad. Shamanism, bad. Name anything that's not Catholic and, dare I say, white. Bad, bad, bad. You're inviting demons in. you're going to go to hell. Oh, my God. So can you see all this like as as a witch of color, as a spiritual and religious person of color? I'm native Chinese, by the way. Um, like, can you just see how all of, all of this infuriates me?
0: Oh, goodness. Yes, it has to be d- deeply infuriating and also deeply insulting on a personal level, and I I completely understand, you know, because I've 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 read your blog, I've I've seen your post. I know that you are you are deeply connected to your faith and that it's a great source of comfort and inspiration for you. Um and it, it must be really hurtful to see how uh those ideas get twisted sometimes because of all of the, like you said, the sales pitches that uh the Warrens put out there and how that permeated popular consciousness
2: and of course you know that i i would say the catholic church it's well you know that's another can of warmth it's a conversation for another <laughs> thing but they, the ha,
0: fact, they have they have problems it, it's a it's a thing
2: <laughs> but the fact that the warrens were deeply devoted to the catholic church they were working for the catholic church and the catholic church were literally like sending them out on these ghost missions mm-hmm. like I'm sorry, that alone is like a red flag. <laughs> yes, very much so. Because mm-hmm. um, the Catholic Church has its own agenda, and yes. I'm quite certain that the Warrens were committed to whatever the Catholic Church was pushing at the time, and that's that's not good. <laughs> that's,
1: that's just not good. Real, mm-hmm. they were bankrolled like come on like it had yeah. to have been
2: yeah yeah i mean they they had something in it for them and you know and these poor people they were literally like fear-mongered and victim blamed and mm-hmm. all because the catholic church is being the catholic church basically yeah
0: Well, uh, part of it was also the time frame in which they were working. Like I said, the uh, the 1970s and the 1980s, um, the church was experiencing a huge drop off in membership. Uh, There were also, as I recall, a number of internal scandals that were happening at the time uh most of which did not come out properly until much, much later uh, but there was this sense in a growing uh, in, in a world full of uh, the growing presence of counterculture and uh, this this loss of, faith and adherence to the old traditions and the set traditions of the church uh, in the younger generation, that there there was this, like I said, this moral panic, uh, not just about these, you know, fictional satanic cults that were going to kidnap your children, that's a pretty obvious metaphor, um, but also just the idea that the the younger generation, young people and young adults were losing their faith, were drifting away from the church. And in in the sense of, you know, an organization that's trying to, let's give them the full benefit of the doubt and go full altruistic, in the sense of an organization that might be worried about the spiritual health and safety of its congregation, that is very disturbing. On the other more practical and probably real side of things, an organization that is dependent on the tithes of its congregation is also going to be shitting itself uh, if there's a sudden precipitous drop in membership. So... Having these two, like you said, salespeople, these con artists going around and telling people, oh, you know, because of everything that's happening in the world today, uh, because people are getting curious about other ways of life and other religions and other cultures. And you have, you know, I, I seem to recall this one case where they traced it to uh, the, the alleged cause of the haunting was that the mother and the family had been to. Uh, a South African, not a South African, I am so sorry, a, a South American country. Wow, it's early uh, for me. Of course. Yeah, she she had been to a country in South America doing mission work. So like in the church's eyes, that's supposed to be a good thing. And we, I will keep my opinions on missionaries to myself, but none of them are good. Um. So she had been to this country to do mission work and had participated in some sort of Uh, indigenous cleansing ritual at the time, which was, you know, the custom of the region and the people that they were visiting, should be, you know, not a big deal, right? Well, according to the Warrens, it's like, well, you participated in this evil pagan ritual that wasn't, you know, something from the church, and you have pictures of yourself in this region, and that is the whole source of all the demons in your house, which were completely
2: fictional. And so. what really what really cries me up is they I mean, these people, they are so narrow minded and they're so ignorant because demons have existed since pre-Christianity. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, there, there are demons that have literally like I, I don't know, like from where I'm from, the shit that my people have dealt with for thousands of years. I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Warrens send a Catholic priest and uh, wave a Bible and spring some holy water and yell a few fancy schmancy phrases in Latin at them. I, you do that. I, 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 I'd hate to see that. I'll be a fly right. on the boat. Like that would be hysterical.
1: Please. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> it's that concept that anything not in their mind view of what faith and religion should be is satanic like there's Mm -hmm. no gray area there's no if ands or buts if it's not their view it's satan so yeah you go to a different country that has traditional rituals that's satan like just straight up there's no other way around it and it's really uh gosh what are the words it's it's so damaging to everyone involved to be honest it's just predatory at the end of the day what they were trying to do they were doing it for predatory reasons
2: yeah oh, it,
0: very very much so mm-hmm.
2: yeah. it's it's basically what, what what they're doing it's like it's they are like they are just about want to be leaders mm-hmm. because there there is there is is my way or the highway it's this this way or that you either, you know, follow the way of the Lord, convert to Catholicism and do what the church tell you, or you're going to be haunted by demons and be dragged down to hell with them. And you're going to risk losing your soul, blah, 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 blah. Like, does any of this sound familiar?
0: Oh, yeah. And you bring up a good point there, uh, because as part of this whole, uh, you know this this cultural shift that was happening you know and not just the the curiosity about these other ways of life but the uh the the loss of belief in or fear of divine consequences for not not always so much sin but for looking outside of the faith for exploring other things, for not being, you know, on that straight and narrow path, like you said, uh, you know, because people were, you know, culturally curious because they were looking outside of themselves in ways that, uh, you know, maybe hadn't been uh, as popular before. Um, you know, it was just like, well, this is just the world now. You know, we we want to be aware of this other stuff. We want to explore these. Uh, these other places and these other cultures we want to learn more well uh it used to be that you could just threaten people with you know crop failures and hellfire and uh you know be like well i you're you're gonna you're gonna go to hell because you have done this thing and you know the younger generation was kind of going yeah 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 whatever so They needed some sort of real time consequence they could point to. And here come the Warrens with this idea of demonic hauntings as a consequence of not having strong enough faith in a very particular school of religion. And you have a ready made recipe for bringing people back into the fold.
1: If they were any other religion, they would have been nobody. Like, let's be real. If it were any other christian faith any any other faith period we would never have heard of these people but yeah they were Mm -hmm. propped up as these prime examples of what you should do not just as a catholic but as a ghost hunter you know as a paranormal investigator these are this the gold standards that they wrote because they're the experts
2: it's it's wild (laughs) and it's particularly dangerous because of the Catholic Church's standing in the world, how much authority and influence the Catholic Church still has to this day. Like let's not even I mean let's let's not even mention like all the previous Uber screwed up things thanks to the Catholic Church. But I mean just look at just how much the Catholic Church has still a hold you know, on people of faith in general, and of course, for the Warrens to bank on this, it's it's very predatory, and I think it really like. I mean, I I think we're in this for the long haul because
1: oh, yeah.
2: yeah yeah because when I when I first became interested in um, the supernatural the paranormal and hauntings etc i've always been a believer and uh, yes there was a time when i kind of followed up on what the Warrens were doing like probably everybody in my situation um and there was a time when you know like what w- when i thought dude what What are they doing? Do they actually have any, you know, any, any, anything that's of essence, anything? And then it actually took some time for me to really think about it, both from a Catholic point of view and from a person of color's point of view. It really, it took some time for me to be like, wow, this is not good. Like, Yeah, I I admit in the beginning, I was I was kind of fascinated. I was interested. Um, Probably I would say any beginning spirit worker um, or uh, any anyone interested in paranormal investigation would would have looked into them, would have been interested in what they were doing. And what turned out was like, it's always the same thing over and over and over. You know what I mean? It's like it's never. It's it's gotten so predictable. It became like a script that they were following. You know. So it just. it, yeah. it Took me some time to be like, wait a minute. But I mean, if you were, if you were to really look up on all the cases, it's the same. Spiel each time over and it's over. Always it's always demons. It's always,
0: yes, always demons. Yes. And it's always the worst case scenario. Oh, it's always the worst kind of demon.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we just have all these demons that are bored out of their freaking minds in hell. <laughs> <Hold God. laughs> Nothing right. less to do than to wreck
1: demons' lives and to. T- quietly tap on their walls at night and to <laughs> gently <laughs> scratch them as you know as demon as stuff as right as well. that's what demons do isn't it yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they be scratch be you late. about as hard as my kitten does I'm and honest. they wake you up at 3 in the morning <laughs> yes. and like, like I don't know I'm pretty sure that if there was like an actual for real demon in your house uh, you would know like it wouldn't be a, is this a demon it would be like a oh wow there's there's a demon in front of me. <laughs> like, it would be blatantly obvious, right? Like, yeah. you wouldn't need someone to come in and be like,
2: well, I think this is a demon.
1: Like, the, yeah. it, would,
2: it would be a demon. <laughs> like, I mean, aren't, would, aren't, according according to Catholic ideology, aren't these creatures, like, thousands of years old? Yes. Yes. Like, such amateurs. Right. Like, <laughs> how to haunt a human 101.
1: Right. Oh, my God. Cause you know how they oh. say, like when you feel like a gentle touch at night while you're trying to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. demon stuff. <laughs> These <talking> ancient powerful <laughs> beings will, you know, yep. gently push <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> it is a PowerPoint of demonic possession for beginners in hell. Mm. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, they'll so they'll make your your children not talk to you, and they'll oh, gently yeah. tug on your bed covers at night, yes. and you know appear as ominous but really indistinct faces in the grain of your wooden door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they might produce mm-hmm. a faint whiff of a bad smell. Yes, that certainly isn't from you know cracked sewer pipes or a sink full of dirty dishes. <laughs> oh, geez. Ah. Oh. Yeah,
1: you're you're absolutely right. It's hysterical. With your children's toys. Oh yeah, they're gonna haunt your your dolls. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Can we That's start with Annabelle, an by
0: the way? way. Yeah.
2: Yes. Can that we is start an excellent segue.
0: Yeah. Uh, please, please do because this. <laughs> Gosh, <clears throat> I feel like um, out of all their cases, I feel like Annabelle. And the circumstances surrounding that, and also the the way it has permeated uh, popular culture, is it's it's like the blueprint for the Warrens. It really it's it's like that, and the Peron case, the 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 thing that you know the the Conjuring mm-hmm. franchise is based on. I feel like those two cases typify you know their whole brand, their whole modus operandi if you will and just the whole structure of their con so yes jen by all means tell us about
1: annabelle annabelle the evil doll so once upon a time in connecticut because it's almost always in connecticut gosh it's just a rife with demons over there apparently um oddly convenient this nursing <laughs> student, uh donna jennings was her name uh, her mom gave her a Raggedy Ann doll as a gift, you know, a normal gift you'd give your 20 something year old daughter, a, a young child's doll. That makes sense. That tracks uh, the the doll started moving around and they went to a psychic and the psychic told them that inside of this doll was the spirit of a little girl named Annabelle Higgins, who their home like their I guess it was an apartment building uh, was on land that the little girl used to play on so now that she's dead she comes back to play with them but then the dolls started getting worse and worse so once ed and lorraine warren got a hold of them ed's like oh well actually this isn't this is my favorite part ed believed as i do that spirits cannot hop into dolls and make them move around which cool but then he said well that's because it's a demon that's hopped inside the doll and moving around and it's pretending to be a little child, which is something that, like, also has permeated cultural ghost hunting that, oh, if it's a child, it's probably a demon. That's from the Warrens. That's 100% them. Uh, so the Warrens took Annabelle because Annabelle by now was trying to strangle these people in their sleep, uh, was leaving creepy messages. Uh, and anytime they try to throw it away, it would come back. So. Ed and Lorraine took the doll in their car to take it home. Their car kept trying to crash and stall all the way home. And at one point, once it was in their home, Ed witnessed it levitate. And uh, it was getting so bad. It was doing things like uh, scaring their cat. Their cat wouldn't go near it. Uh, They put it in a glass box and said no one can ever touch it. And you can't mock it. You can't do anything to it. That is the Annabelle story. Bare bones. Like it's nothing at all like the movies make it out to be. That That is the story. Uh, my f- actual favorite part of this story. Is that uh, 100% of that is false. Like uh, those people did not exist. Uh, the Like the, the nursing student. She was not real. There is absolutely zero evidence of her existing. And I tried. I tried looking up all of the nursing schools. In Connecticut at that time to find this person and she does not exist uh the doll is a mass-produced doll not an antique doll if it was an antique doll we could figure out who made it where it was sold uh, we can't do that with a mass-produced doll and uh just the evidence of this haunting is either so far-fetched with it you know strangling people in their sleep or really stupid making their car stall, you know, demon stuff, right? That's what demons do. Um, it's all completely fake. And their their big smoking gun is that at one point, the stall in their museum was visited by this couple and they mocked it. And on the way home, they crashed their motorcycle and one of them died. And uh, um, these people's names, uh, that's not important, Wh—what Hospital... They went to. That's not important. Um, Any any pictures, newspaper clippings, that's not you, – you don't have to just take it at their – it's – Annabelle's 100% made up. Like, all of their other stories involving all the, the families, their interviews, uh, that's all corroborated. But Annabelle is 100% false. They literally bought this doll, put it in a glass case, and made up this entire story. Like, that's just – all there is to it. There were no victims in this case other than all of us having to deal with people thinking that now haunted dolls are a thing which I I, I can believe to some extent Robert the doll is a little sus oh, but yeah. the fact that you can go on eBay and type in haunted doll and thousands will pop up Um that's all from the warrants that's yeah the the fact that like demons can go into your children's toys and possess them make them move around that's all the warrants that's where that trope came from straight up
2: Uh, and and the fact that you know they used the raggedy ann which at the time was a very popular toy it was a it was an easel it was easy to find you know you could you could you could buy one from anywhere basically like a raggedy and back then is probably like Barbie today. And like, oh, yeah. yeah, you, know, you know, it's so, so it's, you know, it's so easy for them to. <laughs> if yeah.
1: someone tried this today, the company would sue 100%. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm surprised that didn't happen back then. Like using their toys, like in a sense, a demonic, dangerous thing uh, that absolutely like in this day and age it would be a huge lawsuit but i guess that was not a thing back then
2: and uh as a long diehard horror movie fan i love the annabelle movies (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) yeah and
1: there's nothing wrong with liking the movies like nothing at all they're just movies
2: maybe they are they are typical hollywood horror movies they are entertaining for that for that reason and uh they are fiction that's that's what they are they they are fiction and uh
1: the the only problem is that they're they're touted as based on a true story or based on factual events when they're not like they're they're, they're, the 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 only fact is that ed and lorraine were real people and that's about it
2: That's the only tie to reality you know it's i'm glad that the movie didn't use a raggedy ann which is the original And that would have been the biggest lawsuit of them all if they did. Yeah, I'm oh, I yeah. Mean, I'm glad that they used a pretty creepy looking porcelain <laughs> porcelain doll. Um but it's um I mean like why would a demon possess a raggedy and doll? What the
1: heck? It's what demons do, don't you know? I According to what? the warrants, the demon of experts.
2: All rankings <laughs> in the <this laughs> world. Well, like you said, they
0: have nothing better to do, apparently. <laughs> oh jeez, oh boy, and just even and and I mean I love the 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 conjury franchise movies too, as works of fiction, and you know, like Laurel, I said, as a fan of horror movies, I enjoy them just for for what they are as fictional stories because you know claims of based on true events or not, which is like the most nebulous thing ever um. You know, the movies are fiction and they are based on fiction. So, you know, propped up by, you know, popular grifters or, you know, a giant religious organization or not. And I'll get to that in just a second. um, You know, it's still they're just fun stories. And also Ed and Lorraine are no longer living. So uh, there's there's no shame in enjoying the movies. Just, you know, it's important to realize that, yes, all of this is fiction. None of this happened. You know, and the stuff that did happen with regard to, you know, other families that had strife in their homes that was very real but was not supernatural in the least, you know, other stuff may have occurred on a very human level. And it's important to recognize that, but it's also important to recognize how uh, out of hand things got when the Warrens would show up and basically insert themselves into these situations and well not to put too fine a point on it but try to make a buck off of it
2: yeah and that mean, was the end goal <laughs> yeah we, we are to this day we are seeing people being afraid of uja boards tarot cards you know oh, don't get me started <laughs> I, yeah, my very my my formerly very catholic dad when um i got into tarot reading god forever ago now, he he thought tarot cards were witchcraft, which if you were to look at the history of tarot cards, they have nothing to do with witchcraft. They were originally a parlor game, just mm-hmm. like Ouija boards. They were just originally fun and games, but thanks to the warrants. Yeah. <laughs> what better way to scare the crap out of people than to take these relatively harmless things that were literally just child's games almost and make them evil you know
1: right because it's not Mm -hmm. a catholic if it's not from the catholic if it's from any other quote-unquote faith which tarot cards are not they have nothing to do with any religion at all uh, it's satan like straight up that's all there is to it well, because both
0: both of them had, you know, connections to the counterculture in the modern era, whatever their origins were, you know, it was, oh, they're connected with with the hippies and the witches now, so that must mean that they're evil, uh, which means they've always been evil, which means their origins had to be something evil, which means we don't know what it is, so we have to make it up.
1: Warren's uh, also taint a devil card, the, the devil card from the tarot deck, okay. onto the <laughs> Annabelle yeah. case. I love because that. reasons.
0: Because <laughs> reasons? It's like, it, it's like, okay, is that supposed to be like a label or a nameplate? Um, because the devil card has nothing to do with possession, and I don't think that they would regard it as a protective symbol. I think they just thought it looked spooky. Oh, absolutely. That's the whole yeah. aesthetic of their
1: museum, mm-hmm.
2: quote unquote. And you know, yeah. it, it's the crazy part—just how far the Warrens' influence have seeped into not only pop culture but also like just general, you know, society. Like when I first got a Ouija board, yes, I am the proud owner of a Ouija board, and congratulations! I have, and Yay! I have yet to have anything bad happen to me. Um I've had it for <laughs> years or now. Will you? Um, <laughs> and. I first got one and you know my husband who is an atheist who's a scientist who is the most pragmatic and open-minded person in this world stopped for a moment and was like are you really sure we want to have that in our house and I was like why what's gonna happen well one of the cats might accidentally play with it and summon the devil or something and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) wow this coming from you seriously that's hysterical Oh my! What if what but, if the cats? Oh my god! Like like one of one of my cats was going to use my Ouija board and yeah. some. That's right. And like I can my husband, the most pragmatic, practical, open-minded atheist scientist engineer, was having trepidations about. A board with letters and numbers on it. Wait.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. I can't get the
2: image of the cats out of my head. <laughs> yeah, had a, a little circle. circle. Just play we, with the pen. Oh I would yes. Just, yeah. I'm I just leave my wooden board sitting around, and the cat would sit on it and uh, play with the pen, chat, and commune with beyond that. Apparently. Oh no. <laughs> I was I was picturing
0: like three or four adorable kitties like sitting around with, like, smoldering catnip incense and all their little paws on the planchette.
2: <laughs>
1: oh. oh! A Scribbles cartoon! <laughs> yes! Right. I imagine oh the cats God. would be trying to, like, summon something so it could feed them, you know? Yeah. They're just trying to get a meal, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, like...
0: I have come to answer your petition. What do you wish of me? Snackies. Ooh, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> feed us! <laughs> exactly. Well, we have tuna. Oh, is God. there tuna in the house? <laughs> if there <laughs> is, give us a sign. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Give us a sign. <sighs> yeah, it, it's it's not just People like us who are, you know, into all this stuff, who are part of these communities, who, you know, who this, whether for a living or as a hobby or something, it's not just those of us who are, well, down the rabbit hole. The people who are outside the rabbit hole are like, even they are, you know, like my dad, whom I thought was the smartest person I knew, thought tarot cards were witchcraft. (laughs) And (laughs) And was trying to discourage me, a Catholic, from dealing with tarot cards because it's witchcraft. It's... Do you hear how ridiculous this is? <laughs> this, <laughs> and, you know, my... And my husband, who really, like, is... You know, who lives with a witch, who, you know, basically married a witch, and who... All to know better, for lack of better
1: words. <laughs> it's just that pop but, culture is so seeped into the the cultural mindset. You know, it's it's exactly. pretty wild how far it travels in our culture when it's based on literally nothing. It's it like it's the basis is mostly Hollywood movies and scary TV shows oh, and God. scary ghost stories, like that's that's all that it comes from but it's has such a chokehold on our culture that you know people even if they know better just have that in the back of their mind no matter what
2: mm-hmm. and it would yes. I think it wouldn't have gotten this out of hand mm-hmm. if you know if movies just stay movies if TV shows just stay TV shows you know, if fictions stay fictions if we didn't have the warrants backed by the catholic church tooting the horns this is all real this can happen to you this has happened to good people like you this can happen this has if you know if we didn't have con artists like the Warrens, basically selling fiction as the real deal i really don't think we would be sitting here having this conversation
1: absolutely absolutely yeah it's Mm -hmm. you know movies are movies and i love movies more than anything but it's that, oh, you know, The Exorcist was a true story, you know? It's it's all it's all that. That's where Ouija board fear comes from, is literally from the Exorcist movie. Yep. Like it yep. all just comes back to this pop culture, which I mean, Amityville horror was one of my favorite movies growing up. I thought that was the scariest movie that had ever been made. And part of it was because it was, you know, a true story. And It broke my poor heart. My poor ghosty heart. To just look at all of the evidence. Not just from the Warrens. But from the actual people. Who were involved. That there's more evidence that. Amityville was a hoax. Than it was real. And the the evidence that it's real. Is so compelling. That you almost don't want to look up the hoaxy stuff. Because it's so good. It's such a juicy ghost story. But uh, it's. Pretty blatant. It was literally made up for book deals and movie deals.
0: Yeah, and also because the Lutzes, uh, you know, bought this house that you know they could get for cheap because you know a horrible thing had had happened there. A very real horrible thing yeah. has happened. An en- entire family was murdered. That's real. That's horrifying. But they moved into this place and discovered they were in way over their heads. And just thought, oh crap! How do we get out of this? Um, mm-hmm. Like, if you read the the accounts, if you read uh, even just reading the book by Jay Anson, which is like the fictionalized account of everything that allegedly went on, um, you see way more evidence of you know just living in a really old old house with like bad window seals and poor heating. And a whole lot of like financial stress and marital strife and bad parenting oh, God. uh touted as you know evidence of a haunting and if you if you look at it from that very human angle and then you know look at how uh you know yes they they did like set this up themselves, but how uh the Warrens and a, a lot of other people who were like you know, popular, uh, spiritualists, I guess at the time, kind of swooped in and, you know, took advantage of the situation and continued to do so, um, you know, on the backs of their children. It's very, very sad. Um, you know, because, you know, even just not thinking about, uh, the whole situation with the DeFeos, which is terrible and tragic, um, you know, thinking about the the children of the Lutz family who, you know, lived for a month in a pretty terrible situation that had nothing to do with the paranormal and everything to do with their stepfather, you know, being a jerk and their mom being way stressed and realizing she was married to a terrible man, uh, you know, they had to live through that. And then they had their lives, these very young children had their whole lives turned upside down because, you know, their parents and everyone around them are telling them, oh, no, 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 you lived in this, this house that was infested with demons. You went through all these traumatic things, and now there's going to be a whole school of pop culture connected to your names. They can never escape that. Right. And there's something incredibly sad about that to me. Um
2: what? how much they demonize neurodivergence your child oh, my God. your child is possessed no your child cannot possibly autistic your child is talking to himself because he's possessed by demons your child is your spouse or your significant other cannot be traumatized or stressed or suffering from depression or anxiety They are possessed by demons. The reason why the reason why your spouse is being abusive is being a total jerk to you and your children. Demons. 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 You guys are an exorcist. No, you do not need to see a marriage counselor. No, you do not need to see a psychiatrist. No, you do not need to see anybody, any professional who, you know, but no 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 no. We are the professionals, the Catholic Church is the professionals. You need us. You don't need all these people who, you know, well, who saying they can cure you with counseling or medication or stuff. You need
0: us. Yes. You don't the need practical practices. measures. You don't need to, you know, believe for your own safety. What you need is more faith. It's no. It's yeah. it's very
2: it's it's just gross. <laughs> you just need to believe. You just uh, need to You just need to ask Jesus to heal you and whatever problem you have will just disappear. And if that, and if it doesn't, well, pray harder. Believe exactly. Hard.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it's the case
1: Michael. is the worst of like, Oh yeah. It's the culmination of everything. It's the one case. Cause I wrote all these stories on my blog. It's the one that just broke me because of how these children were involved and what this family went through and how their parents prayed on them. The the oldest child in that case was diagnosed schizophrenic and they decided to ignore that because they would rather have it be demons. And um, yes, that's actually like all of these horrible things happened in their home. And the landlord was on record saying, Oh, horrible things only happened when the rent was late
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and they could, you know, get a little extra cash telling their story, making up stories, which I hope were made up because some of the stories out of there are so disgusting like actual crimes mm-hmm. against their children yeah and uh the wife in this family that um you know i feel like in this day and age it would be investigated and it would be uh, let's call it a, a a Josh Duggar situation is how i think of it yes. uh but it was it was all demons it was the demons fault and um, the only way to try to deal with it was to go on interviews, get the Warrens involved so they can go on interviews about it and rake in as much money as they could. And it was just sickening, to be honest. It's a yeah. devastating story.
2: Mm-hmm. And <sighs> it basically, I mean, it's. They're practically, you know, feeding this whole, you know, the Catholic Church. This, deal with you know demonic possessions and exorcisms and we know that the Catholic Church has done some serious harm you know like I think we all know the movie um the exorcism of Emily Rose based on oh that um, story is um, so Annalise sad Annalise Michael who so actually terrible. was yeah. was suffering from schizophrenia and I believe also epilepsy mm-hmm. and 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 also
1: suffering from being a 15 year old girl. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Instead of getting her medical help, they exercised her. And it's, they exercised her to the point where she died. (laughs) And the Warrens are literally helping the Catholic Church with this agenda where, you know, we can exercise the, the, the mental illness out of you we can exercise the neurodivergence out of you we can exercise the trauma out of you we can exercise the abuse out of you we can exercise anything out of you and do i don't think any of us really need to say it out loud how bad that is
1: because on so many levels too spiritual physical all of it yeah, yeah
0: it's it's pray the insert undesirable trait away uh mentality and we all know just how well that works it it doesn't (laughs) um you know you can you can have belief you can have faith and if like if praying and petitioning you know brings you comfort and you want to ask for divine intervention from you know whatever your chosen deity is that's all well and good but you know As we always say here, that shit needs to be accompanied by practical action. You can't just go, oh, you know, I'm going to say this prayer. I'm going to throw around this holy water. I'm going to hang this icon. And suddenly, magically, you know, all my problems are going to go away. It doesn't work for Catholics. It doesn't work for witches either. And unfortunately, uh, there's way too many people who uh, fall into this mindset of, okay, well, once I have prayed about it or had someone bless my house. That's all I need to do. I don't need to look any further. I don't need to take any other steps. I don't even need to do, you know, any kind of maintenance or self-care or get any other help because I have done this one spiritual measure and that's it. No, that's, that's not, that's not how this works. That's not how
2: any of this works. Right. It takes a Catholic to say this, but the Catholic Church is not God. Ooh, Ooh hot there's the tea. There's the tea. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah.
1: Lorelai coming in hot. Ed would be <laughs> screaming at you right now. Ed had the worst temper. If you um actually him even a tiny bit, he would yell in your face. Like, he was known for doing that to many paranormal investigators and many skeptics. Like, if you said something like that to him... He would, he wouldn't care who you are. He would go off. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that was, that was his defense. That, that was what kept people from criticizing them is that Ed would scream at them. Mm -hmm.
0: And didn't we have like multiple accounts that came out later of people saying, you know, yeah, he would yell at the people involved in these cases. We saw him yell at his wife. Uh, I believe there there was one account where you know they were having a disagreement during a case and they saw him hit her.
1: Oh, I I would like have he he was, asked he was the yeah, There's person. a long history of um a lot of very bad ed behavior
0: um, that was uh, neatly covered up because it wasn't you know good PR.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he moved in a 15 year old girl into their house. I'm just saying that's the. Um, <sighs> know, and she lived with them until she was like 40, something like that. But yeah, she has stories of um, Lorraine coaxing her to uh, terminate a little something, something that Ed did to her Mm -hmm. and um, her stories of them screaming at each other constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there they did an interview on Sally Jesse Raphael back in the early 80s. Where they were interviewing the Snedekers, actually. And it's really, like, don't watch it if you're easily triggered by Mm -hmm. um, certain words. Uh, It's very, very gross to watch, knowing what was actually going on in that house. But at the very end of the interview, like, the last two minutes, they brought on a skeptic. And he could not say three words without Ed going off. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, just on TV, like... And I had a feeling that he was kind of pulling it back because he was on TV. He was on a major talk show at the time. So I can't imagine how bad he actually was seeing just that little bit of him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He
0: was. It, and it, it makes me like kind of a little ick to look at how he's portrayed in the Conjuring Universe films that he's like this, you know, sort of sweet, mild mannered family man who would do anything for his wife and anything for, you know, his, his kid and, you know, anything for any family he'll, you know, sit down and play guitar for them or help them fix a car. It's like, no, no, this is very cleaned up and very sanitized. And uh, it's worth noting that in the, uh, the legal agreements for these films Uh, Lorraine, who was uh, the only surviving member of the couple at the time that this went into production, um, specifically made sure, like she requested that their lawyers have this put in, that uh, in none of the Conjuring films can there be any depiction or reference to uh, to the Warrens being involved in abuse or crimes and specifically which is interesting to me crimes against children it's very sus it's okay, extremely sus oh and it's I like oh them. that she knows she know. knows that they were involved in shit we'll be back with more hex positive after this brief sponsored break this episode is brought to you in part by portland Buttonworks. Do you like buttons? Of course you do. Have you ever had a great idea for one, but just been like, "Darn it! If only I had the resources and equipment." Well, fret no more. Portland Buttonworks is just what you need. Portland Buttonworks creates custom pinback buttons in four different sizes, plus magnets, hand mirrors, and bottle openers. Download their templates and create your own designs, or use their new Designomatic for quick formatting. You can order just a few custom items or order in bulk for merchandise or big events. I've been getting buttons from Portland Button Works for years and their quality is always top of the line. Ever wonder where the hex positive buttons came from? Well, now you know. And once you're done making your buttons, make sure you visit the newly rebranded Spiral House Shop a thoughtfully curated catalog of pre made buttons, zines, books. Comics, tarot cards, and other curiosities. Spiral House focuses on intersectionality, the personal as political, witchcraft, magic, and occult topics. There's a good chance that they have exactly what you're looking for. Visit the main buttonworks at portlandbuttonworks.com and check out the Spiral House shop at spiralhouseshop.com. Help support small business and get your buttons from Portland Buttonworks fighting fascism one button at a time since 2012. And now, back to the show.
2: I, I, I can allow myself to like the Conjuring movies because the Ed and Lorraine Warren portrayed in the Conjuring universe are nothing like the real people.
0: Yeah. It's, I, it's, I wish they had actually been like that.
2: It's almost It's almost as if I can just pretend that they were just characters you know yeah. who have have the same names because yes. how they were portrayed it's it's so so different and you know I mean hell if they were portrayed like they were in real life I probably hate those movies
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no one would watch them and that's the point if if things were portrayed For these films you know the way that they actually say you know based on a true story very loosely based because if they showed people what actually happened one no one would watch it two people would suddenly go oh my god these 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 were terrible people why the hell are we listening to them and three the church which is still bankrolling some of this stuff uh you know would would probably lose a lot of face uh it's also worth mentioning that apart from the uh the conjuring franchise, are you all familiar with a haunting? Uh that oh, that ghost story yes. series that show yeah. is
1: whack. Well, oh it's
0: gosh. so fun. And they feature Canada. yes, and they feature a number of episodes uh where they have people come in playing the Warrens because they, you know, were involved in these cases, people are talking about. And uh You know, the the credit sequence has changed now that they're owned by uh, a different portion of the Discovery Network. But uh, I don't even know if you can find it outside of, like, physical DVD media anymore. Um, But the first two seasons were directly bankrolled by the Catholic Church.
2: It's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, Mm -hmm. yeah. Find it on YouTube. Yeah, oh, it, it was. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, they have they have episodes on there now. Um, uh, the the ones that I could find still have like the the newer credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was I was able to go back on uh, a DVD of the old ones that I had and just kind of go, no, no, I'm not crazy. That was definitely there. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, and and again, it's the stories in that show, and the stories in you know shows like you know what what is it like Ghost Adventures and Paranormal State, these other these other shows that uh, that popularize you know the Warrens' point of view and their rhetoric, and even feature their little minion, Chip Coffee. Uh Am I gonna you talk know. About- oh my gosh. <sighs> oh my God. That's a that's a whole nother ball of wax, but um, you know, it still features this and it brought it back to a whole new audience that was receptive to it. And that helped also to, you know, have this rhetoric permeate our consciousness and our imaginations about the paranormal, you know, a whole new generation has now been influenced by pop culture that was basically just supernatural rhetoric directly written by the Warrens pulled out of their asses, all heavily Catholic, and all very only the church can
1: save you. I would say uh, like to anyone listening right now who's like doubting everything that they knew about ghosts and hauntings, just like look at these various stories, and if it sounds crazy, it is. Mm-hmm. Like if it, if it sounds ridiculous, it was 100% made up for some nefarious reason. It's, you know, it's Like, the most harmless little ghost stories, sure, but once it gets to the point, oh, you need to seek help, you need to uh, turn to this, this is the only thing it could possibly be, um, just, like, you know, fact check it. Like, you can't really fact check the paranormal, that's the whole point. (laughs) But um, just doubt everything because so much of what is out there in terms of ghosts and spirits and hauntings and spooky stuff comes from this background of either it was made up for a Hollywood movie or it was made up by extreme Catholics looking for a book and that's just mm-hmm. all there is to it so like like just you know just like go through your favorite stories go through your favorite i, I don't want to say creepy pastas because those are obviously made up <laughs> go, go through everything that you know and just like think does this sound like it could actually happen and for some people ghosts could not actually happen but mm-hmm. it it's it's you know the the fact of the witching hour and uh, oh, uh what else do they do like the, the
0: whole the devil's hour being three a.m. anything that is like oh you know scratches appear or things happen in threes and three scratches and even even just the uh the whole scratching thing you know used to be something that was like oh you know you'd hear about it in like one or two things and now it's just ubiquitous everywhere like oh it's getting turned upside down yes if things start out very sort of quietly but then rapidly escalate for no reason that's a red flag. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. If, if there's like horrifying apparitions everywhere, you know, if there's like rampant poltergeist activity, like you said, if it sounds like it's something out of Hollywood, it probably is, mm. um, you know, and yes, there are people who like, who, who see apparitions. There are people who have, you know, experiences with things moving around, um, Oh, my my other favorite one that happens a lot, uh, especially in the uh, in the haunting series, um, if there are a number of experiences that like prop up the story that could just as easily be explained by sleep paralysis.
2: Oh, now, geez, that's oh, right, poisoning. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And anthropologically speaking. Hmm. There is no one universal way of dealing with things spiritually. There is no one to deal with ghosts, demons. Like if you were to talk to the non-white people in your life about Mm what they bring from their culture, you would probably like it's it's one of those things where ask five people the same question, get seven different answers. Because I know for a fact that you know I grew up you know, with a very different flavor of dealing with ghosts, dealing with demons, dealing with the supernatural. You know, and you know, and and then you know, that's things that people who have only been exposed to Western cultures you, you wouldn't even think of that. <laughs> you know, I you know, exactly. and it's there's and and of course you know, and and I have talked with you know, my, you know, Latin friends, um, Black friends, and Romani people, um, Native Americans, and they all have their own thing. So to boldly claim that there is only one way to deal with ghosts, spirits, demons, is... Incredibly hubristic. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I mean, I like to joke around and say, yeah, you try dealing with anything from, you know, anywhere that's not North America or Europe or even some parts of Europe, and uh, we'll see how that goes for you. <laughs> oh
0: God, yes, I, you, you were bringing that up earlier, and I, I was thinking, you know, oh, how convenient it is that uh that all of these uh all of these demons you know not only apparently attended the same classes um on how to haunt a home and how to scare the living uh but also are just conveniently dealt with with the exact same measures every time it's a list of like maybe 10 things tops and it always ends with you know just have an exorcism and I'm like you know if this happened anywhere where like Christianity in general and Catholicism in particular were not a sort of, I don't want to say default, but I do want to say highly influential and um, culturally pervasive. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, Influence on the, uh, the mentality of the people involved, it would completely fall flat. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, and we do hear, you know, stories from many, many, many other places of like, you know, weird shit happens everywhere, but we do not see these cookie cutter explanations for one, what is going on or two, how to deal with it, except in these cases. I will and it's it's mind. because it's all coming from the same, you know, two people
2: and their minions and their backers. For one, the demons from my culture don't speak Latin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I would love that. They they
0: they go to just like a nice little place in China somewhere where a family is like, oh goodness no, please please help. We could we could really use it. You know, even if even if it's a uh, a a Catholic family living in China and they start chanting Latin at the the demon, assuming there is one in the home, and it's just like, who the fuck are these guys?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? Take out Google Translate. Um... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What, what? what? Sir, what about the father? Whose
1: father? And We have that (laughs) little delightful racism (laughs) element in all of the Warren stuff, because anything that wasn't white was evil, so... Mm -hmm. They would never dream of going to a village in China to look up a haunting. They would only go to white people's homes and white mm-hmm. people's neighborhoods, you know, because that was all evil
2: to them.
0: Yeah, it's they, very and, true.
2: And they make it all so, like, sensational, you know, it's all a show mm-hmm. for them. Yes. it's You know, because it's it really it's it is all a show because for it was them. a show. It's a, pump, it's a It's a dog and pony show. It's pomp and circumstance. It's it's attention seeking. And, and they know that if they make it any less impressive, they wouldn't be able to sell shit. <laughs> exactly. And there
0: always had to be, you know, some sort of dire emergency. There always had to be like clear and present danger. There had to be escalation, you know, after they got there because, oh, their presence was going to, you know, stir things up, which is another thing they created as part oh, of their brand yeah was like you know oh you know if you hear on uh you know forums or in these stories and stuff that like oh you know the the presence of uh of a person of faith or a visit from you know a, a religious official might stir things up because it will make the demons mad that's another thing the warrens created yep and it was just to bolster their own you Important. know, in so. their own importance, their own integrity. And we we know for a fact that, uh, you know, they falsified stuff once they got there, either through false reporting, which would be the only account that we had. And their accounts uh, have either overshadowed or completely pushed out like the actual family's accounts in so many cases that you can't even find the records anymore online. You you only have what the Warrens said because that's what became popular. But we know for a fact that they faked evidence, that they falsified mm-hmm. things, that they said things were supernatural when they clearly were not. And you know, none of this is to say that, you know, oh gosh, you know, there's there's no supernatural activity happening out there that looks anything like this. It's just no if if there's very clear markers in whatever you're reading that have these very specific uh, indicators, basically, you know, like we said, the whole, you know, use of, of threes, the whole immediate, uh, the immediate nudge to, oh, it has to be a demon because there's no way that a a human spirit could ever be an asshole. Uh, You know, it has to be dealt with uh, through prayer and through Catholic ritual, you know, you, you have to deal with it this way. You know it's it's important to recognize these things because it is so culturally pervasive because it's part of pop culture. And because, you know, like you've both been saying, it is a harmful mindset. There is an element of racism to it. There is an element of ableism to it. Um, there's an element of uh, furthering harmful attitudes about uh, abuse and, you know, self-care and you know seeking proper help for yourself and your family. Uh and you know not to mention just the the whole idea that there is only one, you know, faith or way of life that can ever truly save you. That's a whole different level of gross. But yeah. All
2: demons speak Latin. Where's oh the- god. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: uh, yeah. they're it's all going
1: to scratch you oh god yeah it's all gonna
0: it's all gonna look the same and there's only one way to fix it and just, oh, it, it's so exhausting <laughs> yeah.
2: and they and it's and honestly like i i feel it you know i both online and in real life like i have had people who are like oh you know you're a spirit worker you are you deal with you you deal with ghosts i said i mean define dealing with ghosts but sure it's mm-hmm. like so, if I had a ghost in my house, what do I do? Nothing. <laughs> Nine cool. out of ten. Nothing. Congratulations. <laughs> Ask it a <if> present. <laughs> yes. Oh. You, you know, like, or they're just like, oh, you know, what if it becomes disruptive? Or, like, I'm like, tell it to behave itself. Or I mean, it tell it to stop. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, like, If all else fails, tell it to get the hell out. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Like, you know, it's, I mean, you have agency, you have free will, you, you have control of your environment, of your surroundings, you know, and Mm -hmm. assuming that what you're telling me is actually supernatural and not, you know, a carbon monoxide leak. Yes. um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you can do something about it. You know,
1: it's how are you supposed to make money off of that, though? Exactly. How are you supposed to get clout in the forums? Right. Uh, If they come to you asking for help with a ghost, that's a that's a cash grab. You got to tell them, well, first of all, let's figure out your book deal. Yeah. And then we will find a Hollywood agent who will (laughs) buy it. And then, um, then we'll just get a priest, and then and th- and th- that's it. But first, let's sign some contracts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, how can we sh- sh- just sh- tell it to I'll it's call my lawyer right now. Yeah.
0: <sighs> and and you okay, know, we, we need to get a ghost writer because we need to make this a little more exciting. You know, this is this is a little humdrum. We need drama.
1: <laughs> they literally said that for the Snedeker case. Yeah. The the author of that book, Ed, literally told them. Uh, when when the author went to Ed and was like, "Hey, all this whole family stories, they don't line up." He told him, "Oh, just make it scary." Yep. because mm-hmm.
2: people buy. That's
1: in a dark place. That's like one of their more famous books about them.
2: It was completely made up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, you know, like I I I have had you know, good intention people with good intention ask me, you know, it's like, what is it that you would do? You know, how would you get rid of those? And and I'm like, first of all, why would you? You know, it's there for yeah, me. No, if they're not bothering you, it's what else? Like, yeah. of course, they have as much a right to be there as yours. Second of all, if they're really being a dick, I mean, okay, I'll go grab the frying pans. You know, I'll make some noise and get their attention. <laughs> and <be> the
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And there, there is just this, this assumption. I think, uh, at, at, at least. Uh, In in Western culture, when it comes to spirits, that uh, you know anything that you find in your house that's a ghost, you know is 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 going to be disruptive. uh, Has the potential to be malevolent, and you know if you try to tell it to behave or make it leave, that it's going to lash out. And um, it's very interesting to me that you know this this mentality seems to Treat ghosts either like wild animals or like unruly children, you know just this idea of oh well we we can't handle it, so the only thing to do is punish it, and it's like no, and no. also, I'm sure you,
2: as much as I have heard this advice among the more seasoned witch blur presences. <laughs> have you tried talking to them?, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Have have you looked for mundane explanations? Have you tried? Have you tried talking to your ghosts? Are they even aware of you? Have you tried? Also,
1: like, have you tried debunking it? This is my first thing is, oh, you're having this spirit thing? Well, first of all, eliminate any other option of what mm -hmm. it could possibly be. And then, you know, Say hello. <laughs> like, and
2: like there's that. nothing bad about having a ghost in your that's house. That's solution, you know. I I know that you know. I I myself, among many of my mutuals have gotten this question over and over and over again. What do I do when it comes to the spirit? What do I do when it comes to this ancestor? What do I do when it comes to this deity? And the answer that we give over and over and over again is, ask them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Start a conversation. Yeah. You don't need a, a, a third person, a middle person, a go between, because anybody who tells you you do is selling something because yes. there's no reason whatsoever that you cannot just go ahead and talk to them yourself. I, I cannot any reason whatsoever that you need someone who is just. As much a human being as you are. I mean, there's there. There are things in my culture that, you know, regarding, you know, you know, my people, um, the shamans and there, there are things. There are certain things that we do require um, someone with, how should I say, who is more attuned, who is more experienced, who is trained in the matter. But that's I always that,
1: understood in Chinese culture that would be like the extreme last resort though like they would it be like
2: something the absolute also,
1: last thing you would do
2: that's also something like as far as my people um, were, were concerned that's something that's much more complicated than just say I got a ghost in my house you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you, know, you, you know our, our shamans were set to, you know, walk the line, the walk, the, the border, tread the border between the mortal realm and the spirit realm. And, uh, I mean, there's a reason why they were special people. There's a reason why shaman is not a self-proclaimed title. I mean, they deal with things that I wouldn't understand that I who call myself a spirit worker would not say I can do, but that's, that's also, you know, that's, but that's also kind of a step beyond what the average Joe Schmo like you and me would come across. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same as, you know, There are different layers to every spirituality. There's different layers to every religion. You know it. How deep do you want to go? You know how far do you want to tread? That kind of deal. You know for us on everyday life, you don't need a shaman. You know what I mean? It's. (laughs) like, like you know there are things that I can do on my own. I don't need a shaman. But at the same time, you know, I will never, I, I will never claim to be a shaman because I'm not trained, I'm not, you know, chosen or ordained or any of that matter. So there's, it's a lot of nuance and a lot of, it's a lot of layers and um, a lot of context. So I would say 99% of the time, if you got a ghost problem, you can just handle it yourself (laughs) because it's the chances of it being something so complicated and so far out of your reach none. like it's just not gonna happen straight up I've been around for a while and you know and you know my the the people in my family who knows this stuff have been around had been around for a while and it hasn't happened to us. Not, nothing <laughs> Nothing we can handle with a couple of frying pans. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, if,
0: if a witch who regularly invites spirits into their home for, like, a cup of tea in conversation is not going to, you know, get possessed or have, you know, the minions of hell invade their home, then, well, for gosh sakes... <laughs> There must be something to this. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but you're absolutely right. It, it's, it's, it's much more, uh, it's, it's both much more complicated and much simpler than it's made out to be. And, you know, nine times out of 10, you can deal with it either in a very mundane way or just by, you know, opening up a line of communication. It doesn't always have to go to the worst case scenario.
2: Yeah, and the,
1: the Warrens' mindset was so straight and narrow that if you even thought slightly outside of the box to different cultures, different religions, different ghosts dealing with techniques, it all collapses. Like mm-hmm. it just completely makes no sense whatsoever, which is why they were so adamant about this is the only way and we're the gold standard of ghost hunting and just like don't look at the man behind the curtain like don't fact check us don't listen to minorities but like just just listen to us we are correct and yeah the second that you don't do that it just all becomes nonsense and foolish and we can kiki over it and stuff like it's just silly but um, it it's like for some people like the whole concept of even thinking outside of that war in box is impossible, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's become so pervasive, you know, not just in Christian and Catholic, uh, you know, spheres, I suppose you could say, um, but just also in popular ideas about the paranormal, about the supernatural. And that has permeated the witchcraft community, because whether we like it or not, we do still get a lot of Uh, sort of culturally Christian ideas uh, in the community, especially when it comes to uh, working with deities, working with spirits. We still have to question our assumptions. We have to examine our mindsets and, you know, not only go, well, this is what I think, but also, why do I think this? And where does that belief come from? You know, it's not that you have to automatically question or disbelieve or pick apart everything you believe or everything you encounter. It's just a little bit of fact checking and critical thinking and you know, good old common sense. and a bit of self-regulation, just those little those little check-ins just to go, well, wait a minute. you know i've I've made this assumption. I have made this sort of leap. I have immediately defaulted to
1: this, but why? Yeah, we, and in this day and age, you can fact-check anything. You can find the source of anything online.
2: It's all out there. Mm-hmm. We are products of our environment. Oh, yeah. None of us is an island. So what we need to do is we always cause me to look around us and say, where is this coming from? And who is it benefiting? Exactly,
0: exactly. And if it turns out that, like, that first thing that you have, you know, gone to is indeed what you truly believe, like, in your heart of hearts, it's like, no, this is, this is something that I truly believe, you know, this fits my experience, this, like, kind of fits what's happening. Um, you know, that's, that's all well and good. It's just important to understand where that comes from, who said it, and why it exists. Because a lot of this does, like you said, it serves someone, it serves a purpose. And in order for us to not perpetuate harmful schools of thought and harmful stereotypes, it's very important to recognize this when we see it, and maybe not immediately or directly refute it uh when we encounter it but just to be aware of it and to remind ourselves to question our assumptions and to remind others to do the same or at least you know when someone makes the knee jerk uh you know oh no you have a ouija board uh you know comment in your house you know on tumblr or whatever you can go and <laughs>
2: yeah you know yeah mm-hmm and uh, and and also you know unfortunately the modern witchcraft community is a kind of a western centric um eurocentric community and uh, and guess where a lot of that get their ideas from people like Ada Lorraine Warren and i'm not saying that's intentional But, you know, they're...
1: And it's just so weird because Ed and Lorraine would hate people like us. Like, we would be (laughs) evil Satan worshippers to them. But their concepts are in our community all the time. Like, we just find Mm -hmm. scraps of it all over the place. And it's like, how was that line crossed? Like, at what point did that happen?
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, if you at you know, the war in influenced um haunting documentaries. It's always black magic, you know, witch bad, uh, pentagrams, ooh, you know, witches are oh my god, you know, it's but and yet still somehow, you know, our community still, you know, isn't free from the warrenism you
0: know it's yeah actually there's uh there's another uh another person on tumblr i believe it was creature wizard uh who who we uh i believe we're mutuals with um they called it the warren curse and honestly oh no that was me (laughs) that was you that, was, that was you. I'm sorry. Well, Creat- <laughs> Creature Wizard has, has talked about them as extensively as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: terribly sorry. Them. Yes, that it was Jen. I and yes, oh, okay. <laughs> um, have, have reblogged from Jen and from <laughs> each other a whole bunch. So uh, our that's true. We have all crisscrossed each other a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay,
0: so so credit where credit is due. Jen came up with that, calling it the Warren Curse. Uh, but if you if you're not already following uh, Creature Wizard. On, on Tumblr, creature-wizard. dash uh, It's another wonderful person, and we love them. Uh, but I, I honestly cannot think of a better epithet for the influence this has had than it is a curse. It's something that, you know, kind of hangs over our heads. We have a hard time getting rid of it, getting out from under it, and it has a negative impact. It, it is. It is the Warren curse.
1: Yeah, that's why, like, I, that was my mindset was that it's permeated our culture or our culture, our community so Mm -hmm. much that it's, it's like, how do we expel it? You know, it's the same way that you would have to undo a curse. And that's, that's kind of where my, my mindset was going with that was just having to dismantle it bit by bit until you're the one with the power over it. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe it needs an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> we should call someone. We should call someone. Oh my God. Does I'll anyone want to go in Connecticut? Pants. <laughs> Get the frying pans. Uh, yes. Well, I think that is an excellent note to, uh, to wrap things up on. This has been incredibly fun. Uh, this is a whole lot of tea. My cup is empty and I'm swimming in it and I'm living. And I really hope that we've helped to clarify some things for folks listening. Uh, I'm going to include some some source links with some additional uh, articles to read and clarification. It's it's going to be a lot of Wikipedia, but that really really helps for the overviews when it comes to the Warrens and these various cases. So uh, if uh, if you want more information, uh, make sure you check the show notes, and I'll provide what sources I can, as well as links to these two wonderful, wonderful people who have come to talk with us today. Uh, Thank you both for joining me. You are absolutely lovely. I'm so happy you joined me. Uh,
1: Do you really quick want to uh, plug your projects and socials before we go? Yeah, sure. My Tumblr is the Ouija girl. My YouTube channels will be ASMR Geographica and the Ugly Kitchen.
2: Awesome. Um, I am active mostly on Tumblr and Instagram. Some of you probably already know I am Crazy Cat Siren on Tumblr, (laughs) (laughs) the mother of cats. Yes. And my Instagram is the Sloth Chronicles. (laughs) It's my sloth side of things. Tumblr is kind of like my cat side of things, and Instagram is like my sloth side of things. So uh, that's where you uh, will find me most of the time.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, listeners, that about wraps it up for this month. Remember that it's important to question our assumptions and educate ourselves on things before we pass on information. So keep fact checking and keep those common sense superpowers strong. As always, Hex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network, where you can find shows ranging from live play to history to witchcraft, including our fabulous sibling show, BS Free Witchcraft. Make sure you check out the network, show them some love, join our Discord, and also check out the new forums chat that you can be linked to through the site. It's something where kind of uh getting back into it's an older platform but it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of cool people there please remember to rate and review hex positive on your favorite podcast app like spotify or apple podcast or wherever and check out the interactive questions and polls on spotify if you want to help me further the aims of the show and maybe help pick some topics for future ones hint hint uh, you can support the show monthly by joining my Patreon for as little as a dollar a month for early access to new episodes and bonus content. And of course, come and visit the Willow Wings witch shop in its new home and check out the Hex positive red Bubble shop for lots of show merch and keep an eye on my socials for all those forthcoming announcements. You can find me as Brie Landwalker on Tumblr and Brie Nick on YouTube wordpress instagram and facebook until next time i'm brenda garan joined by the wonderful jen and the equally wonderful lorelei reminding you to stay safe wash your hands fact check before you pass on your info and beware of self-appointed demonologists bearing gifts Text positive is a proud member of the nerd and tie podcast network Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. Visit brinagarin.wordpress.com for show notes, announcements, and upcoming events. You can also follow me at brinagarin on Instagram and Landwalker on Tumblr. My books are available on Amazon and in the Willow Wings Witch Shop. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember... Always practice safe Hex.